97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's always at this point of the fish fries when I look at my colleagues just devouring all the delicious food like Jane yeah. and Mayor Flower from Eureka and Sue. It's no really good. How is the fish? Really, really oh, good. Most it's Sacred Heart Church in Eureka. And we are joined by uh, Mark Baca and Father Joe from Sacred Heart. Gentlemen, how are you? Thank you so much, first and foremost, for having us out here. The fish smells delicious. I have not tasted any yet, but I'm going to get to that. Mark, we how have. are you? Good to see you. Father Joe? Great. Appreciate you all coming out. And well, tell me, uh, Father Joe has a great story about the bear that visited a few years ago. We'll get to that. Mark, what can you tell us about this fish fry? What makes this one special in Eureka? Well, uh, there's a lot to it. We, as you see, we put uh, quite a few people, quite a few people through this, and it takes a lot of uh, the community to come out and help us with it. And um, because of that, I think it's a lot. It's pretty special. For yeah, us, you have so. people in here. I mean, waiting at four o'clock, right? We experienced this last week in South City as well. So we're not even at prime time yet. In this room, this gymnasium is packed, isn't it? Is there anything special that differentiates Sacred Heart from some of the other fish fries on the menu? Well, we um, we have some long-time uh, recipes that we've had for many years. Our coleslaw is... What's the big piece of fish that Father Joe... Th that's a huge <laughs> chunk so of fish good. there. It looks... So we, we hand-cut our uh, Pacific cod, and um, we have... Uh, about 12 people come out on Thursday night. We hand cut You're it. not skimping. This is what, no, I'm, what no. I'm noticing is you're not skimping. That's well, for sure. It's right. about a half a pound, it, and, and then it gets bread and maybe a little bit more. But yeah. Delicious, delicious. And Jane, do you remember, Jane, it's the story, and I guess, Father Joe, I want you to fill us in here, and I got some visuals because this is awesome. The bear that visited here was four years ago. Remember this was in the news, and I talked about it on the radio. How long was it? About three years ago. About three years ago. So wow. recount what happened, and then we'll kind of walk the crew hey, here is four years ago. My okay, gosh, I'm that old. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you kind of forget. Every time someone says something, you can usually add a year because it's almost like the forgotten year. Yeah, That's what I found. So it's okay. Believe me, everyone makes the mistakes. All right, re recount the story. Tell us what happened. So first of all, when mama bears have cubs, they push out the adolescent males because, no offense to our gender, adolescent males in every species are idiots. We're dumb. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Especially during mating season. Let's face it. So right. this thing is making its way up the river smells the food from Eureka, starts heading to the dumpsters, everybody calls the police, it runs up our hill. A teacher had propped open the door because Summer had started getting books out to her car. This looks like a cave. So this is the door that's right behind this wall where we're sitting Correct. right now, right? Correct. Wow. This poor little bear comes running in, thinking it's a cave, can't get out, goes into the girl's bathroom, as our principal tells it, realizes it wasn't a girl, goes into the boy's bathroom, the police close the door and call <laughs> conservation department. Now this thing tore up the bathroom. It it def defecated everywhere. It's just trying to get out. Right. Aww. Now the policeman goes, you know, you're going to have to get your staff out of here. So I said, well, while we're waiting, I said, we've long known the answer to one of life's questions. The Pope is Catholic. I guess now we know the answer to the other. Does the bear do yeah. its business in the woods? Well, the answer is yes, but only if the doors of Sacred Heart are locked. That is awesome. <laughs> oh now, my God. What helped me in this story is it's a great story, no matter what. And I remember at the time. I, I'm pretty sure we might have had you on, Sean. I don't know, but I talked about it at the time. But you showed me the clip. So there was somebody that was just around the corner, very brave, that was filming the bear at the door trying to get out, right? I love it. It's one of our team helpers, right? And there's, they got their camera stuck out the little door there. And when the bear turned around, you almost hear the guy go, I'm going to go, Mom, and then hang <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you also have now, you, you explain, there's plexiglass that covers a portion of the wall out there. Explain that, Father right. Joe. So 
We saved some of the claw marks as this guy was trying to escape. We got a picture of them. Now, I'll tell you this, I love these people. I, I, they're worth my life, I give my life for them. But this was so dang exciting. So we got plexiglass around the claw marks with a picture of the bear and this caption, most sacred heart, great life inside of our buildings, great life all around it. And we were excited about our special visitor. Was, what, what happened then eventually? Did they come in, did they have to tranquilize the bear? Right, they had to tranquilize the bear. I said, I could go get a CD of my sermons, but they, <laughs> they were afraid they'd put him in too deep of a sleep. So anyway, um, they tranquilize him, they tag him. And if a bear, that's one human contact, the third human contact, they decided associated humans with food too much and they'd have to euthanize it. But I pray the little guy's having a happy yeah, bear I life somewhere. So. I hope so. It's yeah. crazy. You know, I don't live too far from here, yeah. up in the, uh, right by Paradise Valley Golf Course. I don't know if you know, the beautiful Paradise Valley Country Club. And I, I've never seen a bear, but <laughs> Mark knows. <laughs> I, I, I do like the place. The greens are always in good shape. Sorry, my friends at Paradise Valley. But it's not that far from a lot more people. I mean, these things keep getting closer and closer, right? I love it. In our backyard here, I've seen coyote, armadillo, wow. red-tailed hawk, cooper hawk, bald eagle. Uh, skunks, raccoons, possums, snakes. And you got a Democrat here today, too. Look at that. That's, nice. a, that's a rare sighting. Nice. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Well hey, here we is our statement. <laughs> At most Sacred Heart, all are welcome. Thank Everyone you. is. And, and now to one little, this is our commitment, that no matter where life has taken a person, anytime they walk through the door here, they would meet love. All well, are welcome. Awesome. Even four-legged. Well, we felt that way, really. This is very appreciated. We, uh, we wanted to go out on the road, take some field trips. We've had fun doing it before, and the fish fries seem right up our alley, and you got huge crowds and people, so we, we get a benefit with the exposure, but thank you so much for coming out thank and you. saying hi and having us here in Eureka, because it's very appreciated. We are delighted to have you, and I, we get so many compliments on the food, and I hate to brag, but I no will brag. say this. Brag. this no, is what it's all about. You have it's, to. it's tremendous compliments, but you know why it's so good? It is because I personally had nothing to do with it. Nice. That's outstanding. I, I, that's the truth. I will that is say true. this. That is I don't true. know if anyone else has trouble. I, I was trying to get here, and I knew, I sort of knew where it was. I live right down. But I put it in the GPS, and it was telling me to turn around on 44 and yeah. go back in the other direction. Maybe you didn't want me. You know that I'm a heathen too many times. Well, I'm not sure. Mark hacked your GPS. I said bring him. <laughs> yeah. We don't want Reardon here. Let Duker do the show. That would have been terrible. Oh, well, yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, thanks again for having us. It's a great fish fry. There's, does it go to seven? Is that what time it, it cuts off? Seven. Okay. And we just hit the thousand meal mark. Hey, by the way, Father Joe, it's because huge. I saw some of this in the news. Maybe you can help me out here. Isn't there, a week from now, isn't there a challenge on St. Patrick's Day with Catholics and meat? What, what's the protocol for next Friday? Can you walk us through that? So, <laughs> debatable, right? Yes, yes. That on St. Patrick's, you could get a dispensation to eat from, and to go ahead and eat meat. Right. My theory is always, whatever is going to bring more love in your heart for the world is what you do. It's a means to the end. It's not an end in I itself. I like that. That's a great answer. Thank That's you beautiful. very much. So, yes, I'll be eating corned beef and carrots. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Father. That would bring me joy. You and not, those around me. Just not here. That's right. <laughs>
That's you know, exactly right. It's, it's like one of my, my great disappointments I get my wife's right. She won't make corn. She doesn't like corned beef, so her aunt was going to make corned beef for next weekend. But I told her, I said, well, wait, we're going to be in Manchester at Seapop with a fish farm. I'm going to have fish. I'm sorry. I'm doing fish. Well, I like yeah, corned beef, but I'm but doing I fish. I taste both. That would not offend me. Okay. Well, that's our next stop. That's Thank my you, parish. gentlemen, Mark and Father Joe, for coming by. Hand that microphone to Mayor Flower, you if you much. would, if we could not make a, a bunch of noise. This is a step up, I'm thinking. Oh, we were oh, thinking you guys the opposite. Did great. But you that's did okay. great. We love Mayor Sean. We have uh, we Susan O'Ward is, is in the house. Susan's going to join us a little bit later. Family practice attorney Dan Reardon will give us an update on the Players Championship, and I have an audio cut of the day before we wrap up as well. Sue, the one thing that's fun about these shows too is that they go by so quickly, don't they? I love it. I can't believe how fast. I feel like we just started. Mark Cox is out here saying hi to people as well. Uh, Sean was on the roundtable and also joins us here in the five o'clock hour as we um, shoot the you know what. Talk about Eureka, your proud city here, and how much it's grown and how popular it is out here out west of St. Louis because there's been amazing growth, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always one of the top growth areas whenever you see the census, but I think right now, I always tell people when I moved out here, I think there was uh, four or 5,000 people was on the sign back in the early 2000s, and I think this last census, we're showing around 12,000. Uh, but that doesn't count all the nearby suburbs. We've, we're partially in Jeff County. We've got people that are all over the place, just northwest and Wildwood. So we serve a much bigger area than that. So it's uh, it's very neat, but it's still kind of got a it's got a small town charm to it. We have an old town. We have a personality that's uh, unique out here too. So yeah, some, the old town is fantastic. Have yeah. you ever taken a walk down there? Not that much. No, I don't oh, think you I have. should. The restaurants, the shops. It's it's just a nice town. Where area. is that geographically then from here? Where my GPS would. I'm afraid to tell in, you at this yeah, point because it's only a mile away. But is I it? think you could make it. We'll okay. write something down on paper for you. But it's just it's about a, it's about a half mile away going south. Which on one, which direction on 109? Like a left toward out of Wildwood the, or toward uh, toward Jeffco. Well, toward that's south. what I thought. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, down that yeah, way. Now is that is that portion of Eureka and Jeffco or St. Louis County? That's all St. Louis County. So what is that? With how what what percentages in Jeffco? We just started. We annexed over there a couple of years ago. So we've got a big subdivision called Windswept Farms that's included in uh, Eureka now. So that was another 800 uh, lot subdivision or so. That's, uh, that's Do you know any there. home builders by any chance? I know Do a you couple. Know developers? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That's what Sean does. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Jane's got some, got, some yeah, relationship some to the industry. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, does that make it, though, as, as mayor, though, does that make it tricky dealing with both counties or not? Uh, no, I actually enjoy it. I think it's been, uh, you know, I've always kind of messed with politics anyway, so I think it's kind of fun to get in there. And Jeffco's got its own personality as far as their county, and St. Louis County definitely has its own personality. But, uh, you know, it's I, I think the whole thing's pretty fun. How so, long have you been mayor now? I will, uh, that's why I was laughing on the bear story. That'll come up right on my four-year, uh, right on my, this will be my end of my four-year term right and, now. And then when do you, are you running again? Yeah, I'm running again, but I'm on a post somehow. Okay, well, that makes it easy, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's coming a, up in April? I'm hoping not to go negative, but I think it'll work out. <laughs> hey, was there, just um, while I digress for a moment on politics, was there anything from the city elections that we should take note of from this week, the automatic elections? I mean, I think they, they split. I think they thought they were going to get some big progressive wave, and there were some of the progressive groups that actually didn't make it into the top. Good. You know, the whole ranked voting th thing is really goofy, and so it, there, there'll be another election. I mean, it's a lot of taxpayer dollars to do this. They had, um, I think, 10%, 12% turnout. So we're paying a lot of money oh, it for was lower nobody than, coming you're out. You're right. Yeah. It was lower than that. Yeah, and it was, it's, all, it's kind of a gimmick. So, you know. Especially but, now that those jobs are, what, $72,000 a year? Oh, I, mean. I mean, don't even. Like, you can be a police officer in the city of St. Louis for 30 years and not make what a new alderman will make. 
I just yeah, there's I've no never, words. I've never there seen anything no like that. That's because no most, most municipalities, I mean, they're paid maybe a couple hundred hours a meeting or something like that. It's right. all over the place. It's and supposed I don't, to be service, not your full income. And I don't see any indication. It's not like it's a merit-based thing. I mean, again, going back to what are you getting for your money, it, it doesn't. Right. How about fix well, some stuff before you do not, a raise? You're not doing the whole package either because you get how much is the salary? You get salary benefits and bribes. I mean, that's a buck fifty. Oh, that really, <laughs> it really does if add you, up. Yeah, yeah right. It adds up very quickly. Let's do a little mini roundtable here on some politics here. We didn't get into presidential politics in the um, in the roundtable. What are your thoughts on that with, with the development between, I mean, Trump's out there. He's not getting a lot of coverage. No. Fox is, is blocking him to a certain extent, I think. Um, Wall Street Journal is not going to get a lot of coverage. He's still out there. He's doing very well in the polls. DeSantis is selling his book right now, I think making great points. How do you think that all shakes itself out? I think it'll be fascinating on the Republican side, but I personally have a strong, uh, I, I really like Ron DeSantis. As I just do think, I. Uh, I just think he's got a real mix of uh, practical accomplishments and uh, using that governor position, do everything possible that you can to benefit people. And the one that sticks in my mind, uh, I don't know if you've been around Sanibel Island or Pine Island. I have. I've vacationed there the last couple of years. In fact, he, I'm about to go back because Captiva is in good shape. Yeah. And I'm going back this summer. But you think about that picture that he had running those trucks over when they rebuild and open that after the that. Causeway, yeah. I mean, you just look at it and you think, man, what could somebody, if they can do that in that situation, what kind of red tape could they cut at a federal level to make it happen? So I, I just am very impressed with him as a local politician. I think there's a lot of upside. Uh, I've never figured out, like, how hard would it be? Let's use the original. Now there's been two train derailments in Ohio, right? right? But let's just talk about the original train derailment. And I know that you, you've got security concerns and all kinds of things with the president, vice president, transportation secretary, whatever you want to call Mayor Pete. But why would it be, how can you not, as a president, learn the lesson of Katrina, for example, and say, we need to do, th this is where the government needs to perform. People who need help. Disasters. Exactly. Security who's gonna, and disasters. Who's going to oppose that? But, um, they all kind of make the same mistakes and then it ends up costing them politically. And by the way, it costs the people who live in those communities because they don't get the support that they need. It's baffling to me, it really is. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the holdup was. Look, I mean, we had Obama down at Joplin right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have to do that. The, the people need to you know- You mean during, that, after the tornado, yeah. after yeah, the big right, tornado. Right. And, and that's I mean, what you expect that. Because yes. part of their job is to, you know, to be the consoler in chief and to make, you know, their well, citizens feel And those feel priorities safe. bleed through to bureaucracy. I mean, personnel is policy, and if you go down there and show that that's what you want, that's where the attention's going to go. If you indicate that it's not a big deal to you, your bureaucracy is not going to do anything different. Well, so and the country would rally around people if they know. Mm -hmm. I don't think the country knew how bad it was because no. it had been so low play. Well, that's, that's one of the more intriguing parts and yeah. confusing parts of that story is that the media coverage was slow to build on that as well, even on Fox, for example. And then oh. you start seeing pictures of mushroom clouds and, and things along those lines, which were pretty jarring. So that, that was a, a very yeah. bizarre story. Well, there we think about it here too, because we've got two major uh, railroads that go right yep. through our old town area yep. down there, have probably six different stops or, or crossings through town. And I, I thought about that a couple times, like if we'd had something really like that down here, what would it be like trying to respond? Do you think about that mayor that was in uh, uh, Palestine dealing with that? You, you, it's weird on the executive position sometimes because local mayors, a lot of times, you know, it's part-time jobs are there, but it's, it's surprising sometimes the situations you're put in. And, yeah. and I really had, uh, that one made me sit back and think sometimes on what somebody's got Do you have calling. what you need? Yeah, and you have what you need, the support. And, you know, that guy's just trying to do the best he can with a really, un, you know, unprecedented situation. So that's, that's what, something What else. happens on our friend Jane's team for the presidential race? 
Well, I think Joe. I think Joe will stay in and run because I don't think anybody can get him out of there. He has to. Yeah, I, he's. I just don't think he's going to make the room. And I, I always get the impression a lot of people say, "Oh, he's a nice old guy." Uh, to me, a lot of times, it's a lot more appears a lot more stubborn and kind of fixed. And I don't know. I mean, he's worked hard. He's earned it if he wants to run. And Have you ever I, met him, Jane? Yes. You've met Biden. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, look, I, I would like to think that we have more people that would come out, but I'm, I'm not really sure who it is. The bench is not very broad. I think somebody will step up. Um, but, I mean, and even if he were not going to run, he's not going to say that. Nobody wants to no, be the no, lame duck. So right, something right. has to be sort of arranged and taken care of before he would ever step down. I, I do think there's a big generational. When I talk to my kids or college yes. students that are out, I think there's beginning to be a bigger craving for a little bit of a generation. I think people are, are starting to say, I don't know that our leadership needs to be 75 to 85. I, I think there's I a loss of uh, translation. So I, I do think, that's why, again, I think uh, candidates that are more middle age groups and that will have an opportunity because they're going to they're gonna pick up with people different, relate to I, them. I would hope that that's true, and I, I'm fine with that. Look, experience, and the, and experience matters. Too. But the younger people don't seem to, they get so, you know, but then they love my, the people anyway. on my side. They love Bernie Sanders. I'm right. like, he's ancient. I mean, like we're not moving in the right direction as far as. You well, know, that's why it's it's a little, it's a little strange because yeah. I agree with you that there is. I, I think there's over. You know, conventional wisdom would be there's a desire for that from the electorate, but you, you know, then people don't show up to vote either. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then they get worn out by the process. That's my concern, Sean, on the Republican side. You get too many of these candidates in here, and then it's going to become a repeat of 2016 mm -hmm. and the a blank show. I can't say the yeah. word that I want to say because we're at a Catholic church, oh. so I have to be careful. Although you're already, although you're already starting to see some of that not happen with like Paul Ho or uh, Larry Hogan out Larry there. Hogan say, I'm yeah. not Paul Hogan. Right. I've gone really back on my age there, but his, uh, you know, Larry out, and uh, I think I think there might be some of that that's frozen out. I, particularly, I think if DeSantis gets in and he's strong, and I think he's seen as an alternative, I think that could have an impact on it. But it's early and. Um, it'll be very interesting. Well, look, a lot, a lot can happen, and I, I think we learned. I don't know if I ever learned my lesson, but if you go back to the fall where there were a lot of us that were confident that this was going to be a bigger wave and that some of these issues were going to resonate more with the electorate, and it just it, it didn't happen. So I don't know that you can. It, it was like this Murdoch jury a week and a half ago. You, you, sometimes it's very hard, even though you think you know everything, it's hard to predict behavior of, of what people might do, especially when it comes to big elections. And I don't think polling. I think polling has gotten more inaccurate than accurate. Um, so I, I, I think that's You're interesting. Right. And then I it think is. sometimes the polling sends the electorate in a certain way, and then it ends up being wrong. And, so and, and I'll probably get hung up on saying this, but I do think for Republicans, they really need to sit down because of, on a Trump vote, I think there's a feel that you can like the policies, like what's going on. But I think Republicans do need to acknowledge that there's a, there's a part of the electorate that's in a persuadable part that will never vote for him no matter what. And then you have to make a decision. Do you want to win or, or do you, do you not make, want to win? Or do you right. want to just make a point? Right. And, and I, I say that all the time. Do you want to win or make a point? Because you need to have right. some pragmatism to right. win. And I, I sometimes feel like people aren't picking that up. And I think that's important for Republicans to, to just say to people, say, look, I'm, you're not going to, there's a lot of them, we're not going to persuade well, Especially them. when you have a good alternative. Yes. Or, you, you know, maybe a couple of good alternatives. Thank you for dropping by and helping host us here in Eureka. 
Uh, you will be back on the round table. How about that? You're going to have to make your way into the city, though. Is that okay? It's okay. I'm always heavily armed. All right. And it, and All right. Good. You have, your, you have your officers no, ready. I, but I think having a balance to Jane on the show is very important. Uh, very because important. Because you could, you could be taking very. your whole audience way left, and oh, I think it's wow. exciting to kind of just have yeah. a little balance. And do yeah. This. yeah. He's going to save the, he's saving <laughs> the universe I'm saving here. Your your what the audience doesn't really know, like outside of this, because we're live, but when Jane's in the studio, you'd be surprised at how often her mic is turned down and she doesn't even know it. That's one of yeah, my that's, fun things. Yeah, that's one of those things. You got the button. I'm winning. No, yeah. All right, hang on. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. Sue's got traffic. Susan L. Ward is in the house Woo! here at Most Sacred Heart Church in Eureka. It's Fish Fry Fridays on the Mark Reardon Show. Come back with us here in a minute. Oh, yeah, little Boston rocking out the uh, gymnasium at Most Sacred Heart Church in Eureka. It's Fish Fry Fridays, the Mark Reardon Show. We've been here for a couple hours. The room is packed. we got a Mizzou victory today. Woo! We're heading into the weekend. We have Susan L. Ward joining us out here. Jane is hanging out. Sue is here as well. How are you, Susan? It's I'm good to see you. I'm very good. Thanks for having me. I, this ran, is I was fun. at the, uh, the Blues game last night and ran into our former colleague, Sue Karen Kelly. Who oh, was I in love our Karen. How department. is she? She's great. Okay, she, good. My without bestie. even knowing that you were coming out here, she drops your name and I'm like, I'm going to see her tomorrow in Eureka. So yeah. you guys are besties. I didn't know that. Yes. I, yes. Uh, I missed her and we, we're going to get together hopefully for lunch next week because she left the radio world. Kiki so just, in the loo. Yeah, yeah. Kiki in the loo. That's right. <laughs> Quick, Jane, you might like this story, too. I yes. told this to, to some other people the other day, and I didn't tell it on the air, so I'll tell it on the air. So when I was, um, I was divorced 20 years ago, but we had a new parenting plan when I moved to St. Louis in 2006. So my boys were, well, now they're 23 and 26, right? But a couple years ago, when all this was finally going to end for my number one son with the child support, right? It didn't get... You know, you got to go through, like, it just doesn't happen. I learned this, Susan, right? If child support is coming to an end, there's still a process in filing and things right. like that, mm -hmm. right? There is. I didn't know that. So anyway. We're <laughs> you thought it just disappeared well, and right. you didn't have to do and anything? And didn't ask anyone. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So when, when I find out then I've been overpaying and then there's, there's a bit of a, a refund coming in Perhaps. theory. Right? Well, right. But, but there, was. there was. There was a bit of a number. But... I'm, I'm copied on some emails, and all the attorneys are on these emails, right? The other, my ex-wife's attorney, my attorney, and they're trying to get this nailed down with whatever might happen with, you, you know, getting them off child support. And it was just ridiculous, you know, it, to me. So what I do on an email string is, this is very this much like This is not going to be no. good. The wording, I believe, was for F's sake, and I didn't just write the letter oh, F. Right. Can we just not get this done? It's ridiculous. And here's what I said. I made this offer, and, and I was serious about it. I'm like, it was maybe $1,500 that I had coming back to me. I said, get the damn thing done. I'll give the money to my son. I don't even want the money. Just get it done. So that's what happened in the end. So my attorney, <clears throat> who's my wife's boss, by the way, uh, my boss's wife, not my wife's boss, said, you, I don't need to tell you Lisa Moore, I don't need to tell you how, <laughs> how wrong that was for you to do, right? And Hello, she, anybody said, on the street she could said, tell you that. And I said, I don't care because this is how difficult I am of the client. I just wanted it done. It was frustrating. But I bring that story up because it's hard to hold that back. And I it guess is. I know that it I wasn't is. supposed to do that. But it just seemed like things weren't moving forward. And I just wanted it done. So you were going to fix it by jumping in. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. It's a great success. You, you would highly recommend to clients that they do that, right? Write angry emails with profanity yeah. when other attorneys can see it. That's part of the process, isn't it, Susan? Right, right. Sometimes that's when we have the sidebar where I pick up the phone immediately. Stop touching the keys. Yeah. Well, Back and you away. know, one thing that's changed right. since I've gone through this, I hear this from parents uh, a lot, friends of mine who are divorced. 
But, and you tell me if this is required at this point, most of the community, like back when I was going through this, there were text messages from me to my ex-wife, but now I understand that people use these apps and that the apps make sure that everything is transparent and that way everything, everyone can kind of see what the communication, the tone of the communication is. Is that right? Right. There's, there's some really good parenting apps out there. And what it does is it creates a confidential blog for your family and it prevents emails from being doctored and it oh, yeah. allows for uploading receipts or uploading school information. And that way you can prove within this confidential blog that uh, you've done what you need to do. And it also serves in a lot of cases as a checkpoint where people don't just hit send on a text or an email. They can read that and know that it's preserved forever Ooh. in front of a judge or right. in front of the next, in a court you know, file, yeah, in front of the next attorney, right. Would that have stopped you, Mark? Uh, no. no. No, it doesn't because, stop a lot of uh, right. people, but it's certainly a deterrent that we try and put in place. I, 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 when I was, I had to go to court over uh, some child support issue back, you know, 18 years mm -hmm. ago, and man, I was. This is a long story. I won't tell you right now, but I was so convinced I was going to win, and I didn't. And I, my attorney literally had to hold me back because I was like, "Wait, what? what? You gotta oh, be kidding oh, me!" It was not a good experience. Yeah, you, you, helped the legal, you helped the legal profession a lot. I think yeah. I do. I, it's yeah. the same thing with contractors. Like I had this dude that walked into my house one time and just needed something fixed. And I have no skills whatsoever, maybe not even what I'm doing right now. And he goes, yep, you're the kind of guy who keeps me in business. And I said, happy to do so, sir. Right. I'm there oh, that's for right. you. Absolutely. That's right. Yep. Uh, are, are we still, I think I ask you this question a lot, but there's still a, a lot of COVID-related backups, right, with the courts and everything. You're not caught up yet, are you? No, not caught up. And certain jurisdictions are worse than others. I mean, we've got, we have a lot of cases, unprecedented amount of cases that are over two years old, three wow. years old, oh, wow. that are really, it's creating so much financial hardship and so much stress for everyone involved. And when a case pens that long, the attorneys are still involved in it, and maybe you've prepared for trial two or three or four times, and the cost has just skyrocketed for even your most standard, even a standard contentious divorce. But what percentage go to trial? I mean, that's uh, still got to be a small percentage, right? It is very small. Right? It is very small. Oh. It's much like all other litigation. Uh, divorce, maybe five to five to seven percent actually gets tried. We'll settle on the day of trial. We'll yeah. settle on the courthouse steps, right. so to speak. But we are like all other litigation percentage-wise where the bulk of it is going to settle before an actual trial. So one of the stories that came up in the news this week had to do with Tiger Woods. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Erica Herman, who is a girlfriend of Tiger Woods, has filed two separate lawsuits after this six-year relationship came to an end. Um, one of them alleges that, well, it deals with a trust that was owned by Woods. And the other one is because right. she signed an NDA. And right. she wants to be able to talk about these things right now. Well, right. No, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what? It's similar. It's similar. I was telling Mark a minute ago. It's similar to a prenuptial agreement. You enter into these contracts, you sign bargained for rights, and then many times when it comes down to actually enacting what you bargained for, you say, oh darn, I don't like that anymore. Well, tough. Is that the right. answer? What yeah. is well, the yeah. answer? Is there flexibility well, or not? In, in this case, in her second lawsuit where she's filing to either, to either get around the, the, the NDA, NDA completely or to get around parts of it, she's relying on federal law that usurps that kind of a contract by intimating that there's some kind of sexual harassment or assault. Right. And so that's how she's trying. She's not saying it's not, she's not saying I didn't do it, enter into it. She's not saying it's not she enforceable. A, she's just saying, exception. I really don't like it. And I'm going to try and figure out how I can jump around it. If, you're right, because the article I read said that she wasn't ready to say there was sexual assault either. So I'm like, girl, yeah. if you're not you, ready to you, say you, it, right. it can't be. Well, she doesn't have any other way to get at him, it sounds like, unless she can talk about 
talk about some things that may get her a foot in the door on the lawsuit about the house. Oh, okay. Because the house is owned by a trust. So she has to be able to go after Tiger oh, personally no. in That's the second suit. Okay. Did they get? They didn't even get married. No, no, no. no they've no. been together for she six years. She doesn't have a leg to stand on. And, and, and what about his past behavior? Wouldn't maybe give you an indication that this might not end? Might not have been your best boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know. that maybe he wasn't the unicorn you thought. Yeah, I, I like Tiger. I, I like Tiger, so I'm not going to say you bad things about Tiger. Would you date him? Well, I like women, <laughs> though I would not. But I know you can change, go back and forth and all stuff like that, right? You're yeah, fluid. I am. Right. What, what percentage? I mean, there's got to be very few prenups, right? It's not a it's not a high percentage of uh, prenups, yeah, is it? Yeah, Missouri's not a state where you're going to see a really high percentage of them. They are... Um, they're hard to they're hard to enter into. I mean, you're you're yeah. basically entering into it under circumstances that are kind of ruining the vibe about your wedding. Well, that's what that's, <laughs> that's what really I would good want. Point. But are there do you come across like unique requests in prenups or not? Like weird things? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I like that's weird a stuff. very weird question, yeah, and I'm totally intrigued. I, knew that was I I have I, well I have one that the wife is alleging, but it's an active case, so yeah, I can't, can't tell you that. that. But right. I, yeah. not usually, yeah. not usually. Okay. Well, P.S. Uh, I'm dying to know what that is. So right. Let's move on. I bet yeah. you can, oh, I bet there's stories though. <laughs> if it wasn't for that damn lawyer, so many cocktail you know, party oh, stuff, sure. right? hypothetical stories. Right. Right. Oh well, gosh. thank you for coming by and visiting. How was the fish? Did you get to eat a little it's bit? It's so good. It is Everyone so should good. come down here. It is so good. It yes. is. The whole meal is. I'm yes. so, I'm, I mean, I've been eating in between and every And the mac and discussion. cheese, according to my husband and son, are to die for. Yeah. Uh, oh, is, yeah. that the, is that the family yeah. over there? Yeah. That is the family. Yeah. He's trying to listen on the radio. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Mom, for coming by and seeing us. We appreciate it. I love it. Thanks for doing the commercial. It's the easiest commercial for you I've ever done. Is when you came on live with me here a minute ago. She's so. awesome. Susan L. Ward is awesome. Susan L. Ward, we love you. Thank you for the sponsorship of the show. You make it happen, so appreciate it. Thanks. Good to be here. We're going to come back with one more segment here. I have an audio cut of the day, plus Dan Reardon, an update on the Players' Championship down in Ponte Vedra, Florida. Wow. That's coming up on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. 97.1 FM Talk. Hang in there. One more segment. Wow, what, what a fast show this afternoon at Sacred Heart in Eureka. They have a full packed gymnasium. Everyone's enjoying the fish fry right now, and there's still time to get out here. They run it till 7 o'clock. Jane, thank you so much for hanging out. And we're in your neck of the woods next Friday. I know, my parish. I'm C-pop really excited. In C-pop. Manchester. So come see us next Friday. Someone uh, stopped by, Sue, at the beginning, and I'm so glad that you brought this up. We forgot to mention and thank her. Thank you Aww. to Stacy. Who brought these uh, cute, 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 what do you call them? Oven mitts. Yeah, oven mitts. For Hot me pads, and, and for Mark, because he's uh, trying to cook now. I mean, he's cooking Jane, successfully. You know I'm a home cook. I'm a home well, cook. Yeah, yeah, that's my it, new you're thing. You're right to be Does anyone You look very that? skeptical. I do. But but it, no, in, in, you know. well, here's what I'm doing, and this is yes. true. Share, now, I'm share, keeping share. it simple. On the weekends, and this has been like four weekends going now, oh. I've been making recipes, like picking out a new recipe I and making it. This. I, I did, did a little too. shrimp scampi next week, and I'm really kind of into it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's I'm, relaxing. I'm not even making it up. It is. Yes. Well, I'll come over, and you can cook for me. I mean, yeah. that's okay. fine. Well, it's fine. I haven't just, it's Alexa's birthday party tomorrow, so I'm oh. not exactly sure what I'm going to make tomorrow. Uh, we have an audio cut of the day coming up here. Thank you to Stacy for bringing, bringing those by. That was awesome. Dan Reardon is with us to talk about the Players' Championship. I was watching quite a bit of the tournament earlier today, Dan, and there were a lot of names on top of that leaderboard that I had no idea who they were. Yeah, and, and now the problem is compounded because they suspended play for the day, and so they have quite a bit of golf to, to play tomorrow. So when you talk about a leaderboard, it's not an overnight leaderboard. You know, Christian Bazudenhut is in at 8-under, but he is, I'm sorry, is at 8-under, but he 
got five holes to play on his second nine. Adam Svensson, a name none of us know, is, is tied at eight under. You go to Colin Morikawa, if you're looking at a player with a reputation, he's on the course, he has seven holes to play, and he's at six under, and Scotty Scheffler is one back of that. But uh, it, it's been sort of a strange kind of day in that regard, and then you throw in the, the suspension of play. I'm sorry, did you say Christian Gesundheit? At the top of the leaderboard? <laughs> because that's what his name looks like and sounds like, doesn't it? A lot of vowels. A lot of vowels. He's a South African, and I, I may be butchering his name, but I, I believe it's Zidnot. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's a long, long name. All right, what happened to um, – what's going on with Rory? Boy, he didn't have a good tournament, did he? Did he not make the cut? Uh, well, the cut is going to come at probably one over, and he's six over with uh, nine holes to play. I mean, if he could be electric, I suppose, to do that. But if he was electric this week, that would have happened a long time ago. And by the way, Justin Thomas is sitting in the bubble. He's in it two over, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to get him there. So, And Matthew, Matthew Fitzpatrick is, is not going to make the cut. John Rahm withdrew because of the yeah, what happened? What happened with John Rahm? I didn't hear about that. He withdrew, right, Dan? I didn't know. Was it an injury? No, it was illness. He, he just okay. felt, he, felt he was not healthy. So, uh and one other thing we should mention, the, the overnight leader, Chad Ramey, cruised into 17 uh, uh, at uh, nine under for the championship, put two balls in the water, took eight on the hole, uh, seven on the hole, and now he's at four under. So it's a goofy kind of golf course where things can happen, and, and keep that in mind as you look at the weekend. Still expect the cream to rise to the top, though. So you have players there yeah. who are within four of the lead who will be a factor on the weekend. Yeah, I'd be looking at, you know, look, Victor Hovland sitting in great place. Scheffler, that dude is just amazing. But here's a name that I haven't seen, at least on a Saturday and a Sunday finish in a top ten in a while, maybe, and he's been moving up, is Jason Day, who's been kind yeah, of quiet knew, on this PGA Tour. I, I knew you were going to go there. Jason has played very well uh, in 2023. He hasn't posted a win, but he's posted a couple of top tens. He's been in the hunt. And right now, I mean, it's always health for Jason. And right now he's on a stretch of being healthy. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, he's one of the bigger names. And when you see this group up at the top of the leaderboard, it'll be curious to me to see what happens in the next couple of days. It's a great tournament. The Island Holes had, what, one hole in one at this point yesterday, Dan? And that's, that, that's, that's correct. And that was the uh, Hayden Buckley, the, uh, the Missouri University golfer, had the hole in one on. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Mizzou golfer, Tiger. Jane, got a hole-in-one yeah, yesterday. That's, that's awesome. Amazing. All right, Dan, enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk. Look, we're getting closer to your – how many Masters have you covered now? I'm going to say the one coming up is 38. 38, wow. almost 40 <laughs> Masters. Dan Reardon, have a great weekend. We will talk to you soon. We're going to wrap enjoy. it up here. i got audio cut of the day coming up in just a moment, but thanks to the crew, Brian doing the engineering, yes. Abby and Fred out here, Yay. Gary back in the studio, uh, Jane, Mayor Flower, Father Joe, everyone else, Mark, they came out and uh, took part. Mark Cox is here this afternoon. Trisha, who am I forgetting, Fred? Usually I forget someone, and Fred's like, don't forget no, that person. No, oh, you got it. <laughs> I think you did good this time. Well, it was Susan fun. So, these are so much fun because, again, we get to meet and greet, and we get gifts. Right? Can't yes. beat that. And we get to get out of the studio, which is a lot of fun. So we're, uh, we're really appreciative for Sacred Heart and all these Fish Fry Fridays. Gary, let's do audio cut of the day this afternoon. Now, the audio cut of the day. 
sponsored by my friends at the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. Let's just go with a trifecta of Joe Biden cuts. These are all entertaining. He's talking about Jack and taxis. He wants to raise, you know, we're about to head into a recession. There's no better way than to combat that than by raising taxes on people. You know, uh, when we talk about 28% tax rate, Ronald Reagan was 28% tax rate. You know, that wacko liberal guy, you know? The idea that that's an un, un, unreasonable amount, but I'll get into that later. All told, we've created more than 12,000, 12,000 jobs since they took office, nearly 8,000 of the manufacturing jobs. That means overall, we've created more jobs in two years than any administration has created in the first four years. Anybody who thinks our present federal tax system is fair, raise your hand. No, I'm not joking. People making $400,000, you don't think it's fair. Just begin to pay your fair share. Well, let me tell you something. I pay my fair share every year. And I think 28%, 25%, it's, it's outrageous that people have that much money confiscated. But if you caught in the middle there where the president said he only created 12,000 jobs. What? He, he left a couple zeros off. And could he please never whisper again? Yeah, I know, the whispering whisper was kind of weird. That's why totally he played disgusting it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Mizzou won today. They're in the semifinals against Alabama tomorrow. M-I-Z. Enjoy the fish fry here in Eureka. We will talk on Friday. We'll see you in Manchester at CPOP next weekend. Get more at 971talk.com.